Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast. This is episode number eight. Today, my conversation with my good friend Corbett Koslack about the 2020 MLB gambling lines. We'll start with the National League East, and we will work our way through the entire league. We're going to discuss which lines we like for the division odds, and then also for the leagues, as well as the World Series, before we get to some player odds as well, too, for MVP and Cy Young for both leagues. Before we do that, it's time for the Fantasy Minute. Today, my national spotlight player is Juan Soto. We're not going to talk numbers here necessarily. Just want you guys to think about this. Look, Rendon is gone, so Soto obviously has a lot to prove individually this season that he can kind of carry the load as the guy in the lineup. That'll be his goal this season, and so we'll see how he navigates that. I don't think it'll be consistent because it's a lot easier what he did last year when you have some support there. Obviously, coming up is difficult, but when you have that good support group, it's very helpful. Now, look, you're the guy in the front of the lineup. So I think in this beginning of the season, it could be rough, and I think there will be rough patches. Overall, I, I think we see the kind of season that a player has when they are the best player on a very good team that's competing for a playoff spot, if not a division title. So I expect him to hit over 300. I expect him to hit the long ball well and drive in a bunch of runs this season for the Nationals and really be the best offensive player uh, on this team by a pretty considerable margin. This Fantasy Minute is brought to you by League Commish. What are you doing for the game? It's a universal question. Whether the casual follower, the tweets everything, the beginner, the diehard, the stat nerd, the smack talker, the appetizer guy, the couldn't care less, or the makes everything a competition person, we all have our place in the sports world. The same personalities apply to fantasy sports, and League Commish exists to ensure your fantasy sports experience is the best one for you. We match managers to leagues as we lay the foundation for your new league. It's easy as sign up with your preferences. Get matched and approve of that match before any commitment on your end. Sign up with League Commish by February 29th and receive 15% off by entering in the code Locked On in the Referred By section of the sign-up form. The first 25 people to sign up using our code receive their first match free. What are you doing for the game? Find your next fantasy sports league at leaguecommish.com. Quick disclaimer here, I was on the phone for this interview. I was uh, in transit when we recorded. Corbett was back in uh, Columbia, Missouri at the KCOU studios there at the University of Missouri. So I just called him there. Uh, audio on his end is great, which is the most important part because uh, we're going to try to make you folks some money this season. Corbett knows his way around the sports book. So hopefully you guys enjoy our conversation at the betting lines here early on in 2020. Hello, everybody. Locked On Nationals podcast, episode number eight. Joining me today, my good friend from KCRU Sports, KTGR, and Mediacom. He is currently in Columbia, Missouri. It is Corbett Koslack. Today, we're going to take a look at some of the betting lines, as pitchers and catchers have reported. And so it's time to get down and dirty and look at some of the, the lines for the early baseball season. We're going to take you guys through the divisions, as well as look at the, the leagues, National League, American League, and some of the good odds there for um, for to win the leagues, and then also we'll look at some of the player odds, player props for um, National League MVP, American League MVP, Cy Young, and then I'll, of course I have to ask Corbett about the uh, the Astros. Let's just do that one first. That Astros number of hit batsmen is what eighty three and a half. Yeah, I think it's somewhere around there. It's like eighty four, eighty three and a half, about one every other game essentially. Okay, I actually never thought of it like that. So I think it's got to be under. 
Especially when Rob Manfred comes out and says he's suspending anyone who tries to hit the Astros pitchers. The Rob Manfred uh, debate is a, is a topic for a different day. But, yeah, I think the under has got to be the play just because, I mean, you do it 10, 15 times, players are going to be getting 20-game suspensions for it. So no one's going to be going out. And like Unless you're bringing in your 13th pitcher on your 26-man roster and to hit, hit somebody in the ninth inning, I don't think they're going to be doing it very often. Yeah, it's weird. I'm trying to think about this rule in relation to, like, it could be odd because, you know, obviously you have the minimum three innings. Um, you know, minimum three innings. Minimum three batsmen is now the rule, right? So, yep. you know, you could have a scenario where you bring a guy in and, like, his sole goal is just to plunk somebody. Yeah, then they eject but him and you can go get your real reliever. <laughs> right. So, I mean, so uh, I think some, some teams might find a way to get their revenge in and circumvent the rule. The one thing is uh, we know that there's going to be a lot of pitchers establishing the inner half of the plate against the uh, the Astros this coming season. Um, all right, so now now looking at, at the National League East, because this is an, an, a, uh, a Nationals podcast, when you take a look at the NL East, in my opinion, and, and everybody else that I've talked to, it is the best division in uh, baseball. And, I mean, I think the NL Central is, is pretty deep. Um, they've got four really good teams, it appears, this season. I still think the National League East, from a proven standpoint, is very good. You've got the Braves, who won the division, obviously, last year. The Nationals won the World Series. The Philadelphia Phillies clearly want to be a very good team. And the Mets made some serious headway in trying to become a contender. So the odds that currently stand, Corbett, the Braves are plus 180, Mets plus 325, the Phillies plus 300, and the Nats plus 250. Let's start with that Nats number. I don't like that. That is not good enough value considering how much the Mets, excuse me, the Nationals went through last year and how strong the division is. Do you agree? Yeah, those two divisions you mentioned, actually, the National League Central and the National League East, are the only two divisions where, according to Vegas, there are four different teams with a legitimate chance at winning the division, only one team really not trying to win. And I don't like the Nationals' number. I actually like the Mets the most out of the five teams in this division. The Nationals' number seems seems awful, awfully awfully short at plus 250, especially considering they just lost Anthony Rendon. Um, Scherzer wasn't great last year down the stretch. Now, obviously, he's Max Scherzer, but he did um, give some stuff up down the stretch last year. They've got Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin at the front of the rotation, but that division is so deep, and I probably like the Nationals the least out of those three out of those three teams that have a legitimate chance, uh, the Mets, Braves, and Nationals. I think you'd have to be smart to take, you know, the, the Mets number is the best by far. And I think when you talk about whether you should bet it or not, yes. If you can get it at plus 325, that is where I would go with it. I still think that Braves number at plus 180, plus 185 is still a good bet. Do you agree? Yeah, I'm not huge on the Braves. They seem every year to find a different pitcher that just is lights out. Like two years ago, it was Mike Fultonevich. Last year, Mike Soroka comes up and just shuts down everyone he faces. Eventually, there's going to be a year where they don't find that no-name pitcher to be the ace of their staff. They don't have Dallas Keuchel anymore. They don't have Julio Tehran. They're going to have some unknown names trying to get outs. And anytime you're going to lay just plus 175, now it provided plus 180 on the opener, I just don't think... That's there's going to be value there for a team whose pitching staff is in such flux. I would stay away from the Braves as well. So let's head to the West because I think this is the most interesting division in terms of a betting line standpoint. Every team that is not the Los Angeles Dodgers is at least a plus 1,000 underdog 
to win, or plus 1,000 odds, if you will, to win or more. Is there any team that you like the value of there uh, against the Dodgers? Maybe just, you know, throw $10, $20 on it, and, hey, see what you get. Yeah, all of them, to be honest with you. You're getting – I mean, you can get 20 – there are teams – there are maybe 15, 20 teams in Major League Baseball that are less than 28-1 to 1 to win the World Series. And Colorado is 28-1 to 1 to win the division. And they have as much of a home field advantage as anybody. Now, they're not going to win the division. If I had to pick a couple – I do like San Diego and Arizona. Arizona went out. They got Madison Bumgarner, which obviously isn't the biggest acquisition in the offseason. But what it tells you as a fan base and as potential better, they're trying to win. They're not trying to – Colorado and rebuild and you've got San Diego who has as good a lineup as just about anybody in the National League between Hosmer, Tatis, Manny Machado. They went out and got Tommy Pham this offseason. They have Will Myers. If Chris Paddock is as good as he was the first half of last season for all of this year they'll be good but I mean the Dodgers have what three of the top five MVP candidates in the National League between uh, Will Smith who hit like 20 home runs in 70 games behind home plate last year for the Dodgers. Uh, Mookie Betts, Dow, Cody Bellinger, Justin Turner, Kershaw, the Dodgers, you absolutely, you can't lay minus 900, minus 1,000 on a team to win the division. You just can't do that for injury's sake, and that's just that's nonsensical gambling. But if you had to pick one, I'd probably go San Diego, but Arizona's awfully appealing as well. We'll move now to your, uh, your team's division. The Chicago Cubs are in the National League Central. Currently, Bovada has them as plus 260 to win the division. The St. Louis Cardinals are the favorite at plus 210. Milwaukee and Cincinnati are both at plus 275. So this tells me Vegas is a bit confused um, on who is going to win this division, and they do honestly believe that there are four teams. What I do find interesting is that Milwaukee and Cincinnati both have the same odds. I You'd think that Milwaukee's would be a bit better than Cincinnati's just because, look, Milwaukee's been in the playoffs recently. Cincinnati, it's been a minute. It's been since the Johnny Cueto team. I forget what year that was, um, since they've been in the playoffs. Your assessment on what Vegas thinks of your National League Central Division? Yeah, their guess is as good as anybody's at this point as to who's going to win the division, and each of those four teams has some major flaws. For St. Louis, who's going to score runs? I mean, Colton Wong is lined up to be their two-hitter this year. They have Goldschmidt and absolutely nothing else in that lineup. Harrison Bader's going to hit like sixth, and he hit 206 last year or something in that vicinity. Uh, Milwaukee, who's going to get out? That's the question every year for them. Uh, the Cubs is the same deal. They have, you know, the Bryant, Baez, Rizzo, Wilson, Contreras, Kyle Schwarber through the middle. But after uh, Hugh Darvish and Kyle Hendricks, the rotation is absolutely up in, up in smoke right now. Tyler Chatwood might slide back into the five-hole. John Lester hasn't missed a bat since May of three years ago, so I don't understand how they're going to get outs after the front two starters. And then Cincinnati, who probably has the most talent in this division, is just unproven. Uh, David Bell, just a second-year manager. Uh, they've got Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer, Luis Castillo up front. They signed Nick Castellanos and Mike Moustakas, Eugenio Suarez still in that lineup. Joey Votto now doesn't have to be the guy. He can be the fifth-best guy in your lineup. Cincinnati, to me, is the play to win this division right now, tied for the third-best odds in any one of these four teams is a flip of a coin, and I think they have the most talent. And they're one of those teams with a lot of buzz surrounding them, uh, and I just like the way Cincinnati looks coming into the year. Moving on now to the American League. You know, I'm not going to ask you about every single division here, but what are some of the odds uh, for division winners? Just take your pick. Uh, give me a few that you got that you like uh, across the AL. Yeah, well, there's two divisions that don't look as appealing. Obviously, the American League East is a foregone conclusion. The only team with a chance to knock off Tampa Bay, it feels like, would be 
or to knock off the Yankees, what feels like, would be Tampa Bay at, at 6-1 to one right now on Bovada. And they, they, I mean, they went through a month last year where they scored two runs a game, and they're going to be having to get, get runs off Garrett Cole and Luis Severino repeatedly. I just don't see anyone besides the Yankees winning the American League East. Obviously, it is baseball. We do have reason to play the games. Uh, what's interesting is Baltimore is 1,000-1 to one to win the division on Bovada right now. That might be a typo, but that's what they have listed to win the division right now. Um, the Yankees minus eight hundred. The Boston's getting eleven to one odds. Uh, Tampa's like I said, six to one. I just think the Yankees run away with the American League East. We go to the American League West, and uh, we'll get to my uh, pennant and World Series uh, champion odds a little later on. Uh, but don't burn me at the stake when I say I love Houston at seven to one to win the World Series. I don't. I wouldn't uh, prefer to lay minus two fifty on the division. I'd probably stay away from the American League West as well. The Angels, yeah, Rendon, yeah, Otani, yeah, Trout, but nobody's getting outs in L.A. Uh, I do like the Joe Madden acquisition. Oakland can just never seem to get over the hump in division. Texas and Seattle are non-factors, and then we go over to the uh, American League Central where I do see value. First of all, it is absolutely. Uh, incorrect in Las Vegas to have Cleveland over the White Sox right now as far as being favored to win the division. Minnesota is the favorite at minus 150. It's interesting with the baseball because clearly the Twins benefited more than anybody last year from the juiced ball. They have the most home runs in the history of Major League Baseball last year. And if you look up and down the roster, yeah, Nelson Cruz, yeah, Miguel Sano, but they have Jorge Polanco, who is a buck 40 soaking wet, hitting 22 home runs. And they got so much production out of players like Max Kepler and, like I said, Jorge Polanco, Luis Arias last year, who I don't know if you can count on year in and year out yet. So I'd stay away from the Twins. The value right now is in Chicago with the White Sox. They got Dallas Keuchel, Yasmani Grandal, uh, Nomar Mazzara, Yohan Mancata's going to be better. Jose Abreu's still there. Uh, they have a lot of talent uh, in, the, in, in Chicago. And then Cleveland's not even trying to win. They traded away Corey Kluber. I don't understand the... Uh, love for the Indians at plus 240. I would be all over the White Sox at 3-1. to one. We will stay in the American League for your pennant odds. Who do you like? Or, or you know, what's good value for the, for the teams uh, in the AL this year? Yeah, so I usually look away from to win the pennant. Um, I like the World Series because then if they win the pennant, you can just hedge and win in the World Series, and then you have more more flexibility there. Obviously, you could also hedge on the pennant winning odds. But like I said, don't burn me at the stake. I am in love with Houston at 3-1. to one. I am in love with Houston at 7-1 to one to win the World Series. What is worse than running into a bear in the woods? Running into a hungry bear in the woods. The Houston Astros have so much talent. Uh, yes, they, but they were also winning games on the road a couple of years ago uh, when all the uh, banging the trash cans or the buzzers or anything that they were doing. Uh, There's so much talent there. And if the hit-by-pitches are going to be what people say they might be they're going to have three or four extra base runners every couple of games so they're going to be scoring more runs uh as a as a factor of that jose altuve is a great player uh, so is correa springer jordan alvarez justin verlander is still the ace of that staff they are in a division where nobody's going to come and take it from them the houston astros at three to one uh, i kind of like the white Sox at 12 to one i went over that a little bit earlier but right now all the value with me lies with houston shift back to the national league and this this one's Pretty interesting. I know where where my favoritism here lies. Plus five fifty with those Braves, man. I think that's really good value uh, for a team that we know should. Well, they've got the talent, they've got the ability. Uh, if you're a believer in Max Fried as a pitcher, I think plus five fifty for the Braves is a great place to put your bet. It's the second best odds behind the Dodgers. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, it kind of goes back to my my theory in the past has always been uh, find the division winner, the team that you think can win a division because it's so hard to go from that wild card game to winning the pennant or winning the World Series. But then you watch the Nationals do it last year uh, with all kinds of come from behind wins, and it's like maybe you don't need to have a division winner. So, yes, I like the Braves at plus 550, but I'm looking more towards the long shot odds because the Dodgers are such a favorite right now. I would like the Padres at 22-1 to uh, to win the the uh, National League. It's a matter of time before they put it together. I went over the position player talent earlier. I went over Chris Paddock and how he can be good, Joey LaCasey, Denelson Lamette, Luis Perdomo. They have a lot of young pitchers. Uh, it just feels like a matter of time before the Padres put it together. Obviously, I wasn't going to get through this whole thing without mentioning the Cubs. They're 13-1 to to win the National League. They did so just four years ago. Uh, a new manager, which could rejuvenate a clubhouse. They have as talented a core as anyone in Major League Baseball. If, let's say, John Lester or Jose Quintana has one of those years where, you know, they look like they're past their prime and then they come back and have a 350 ERA and go to the All-Star game, who knows what the front three in that rotation could look like. But, yeah, I mean, the Braves at plus 550 look like a good bet. But, again, last year they fell apart in the playoffs. They lost uh, Julio Tehran, who was their five-starter. They lost Dallas Keuchel. Max Freed, like you said, has to be as good, if not better, than he was last year. Same with Soroka. You hope Fulton gets back to where he was a couple of years ago. The Braves just... The Braves, I think, are overvalued in the market. They feel like more close to 8-1, to 9-1 to one in my head than plus 550. I would look further down the line, especially with the Dodgers as such such heavy favorites. World Series odds. You said you love the Astros at 7-1. to one. Is there anything else out there that you really like? Yeah, if you're going to be, uh, let's say you're looking at odds at home right now, scroll all the way down to the bottom to the second-to-last team alphabetically, the Toronto Blue Jays right now are 90-1 to to win the World Series. Now, 90-1 to teams usually, if ever, win the World Series. However, if you're looking for value, I think it lies there. They've, been a, they've had a really quiet offseason. They completely uh, bolstered their rotation. They got Hung Jin Ryu, who for some reason ended up in Toronto. Uh, nobody really knows why. Chase Anderson from Milwaukee, Tanner Roark, former national. So they have a decent front three. Obviously, you say those front three, you don't think World Series champions. Then they have uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Kevin Biggio, and Bo Bichette, who are all going to be entering their second seasons in uh, in Major League Baseball. If they even get a little bit of support from the supporting cast, they seem to be, especially in American League, doesn't look as strong as it has in the past, a team that could sneak into that second wild card. And then kind of the same people I liked before, the Padres are 40-1. to one. Uh, I do I kind of like the Dodgers at plus 350. It seems like it could be a revenge tour for them. But my favorite bet all season is going to be Astros, 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 Astros. So, yeah, they're 7-1 to one to win the World Series right now. I'd stay away from the Yankees. It just, I don't know, they, they seem to get hurt so much down the stretch. Uh, but Garrett Cole, if Luis Severino can stay healthy in Tanaka, they would have a, one of the best front threes. But at plus 350 to win the World Series right now, I don't see very much value. All right, moving on to the player odds now. So I will go with the American League MVP right now. Um, and y- your front runner there, obviously, is the one and only Mike Trout. And look, sometimes I you know mostly I've been asking you to look for value. The only thing, in my opinion, that will stop Mike Trout from winning an MVP this year, especially now that he's got some help in the lineup, is going to be an injury. He is the best player I've ever seen play baseball. He's uh, probably the best player ever. Um, yeah, and I don't think I don't think it's smart to bet against him. The four words I put on the top of my uh, American League MVP uh, prep here is "Don't bet Mike Trout," and that might sound uh, counterintuitive, 
But there are three options that can happen for Mike Trout. Either he wins the MVP, he gets snubbed from winning the MVP, which has happened a couple of times, or he gets hurt and doesn't win the MVP. And he's been hurt more than his fair share. He's minus 125 at some places to win the American League MVP. That is way too steep a price to pay for someone who two out of the three options were him not winning the MVP. Uh, obviously, you, when you... When you bet literally anybody else in the American League, you just have to hope something goes wrong with Mike Trout. Maybe he gets hurt. Maybe uh, he has a little bit of a down year. Maybe he walks a ton, so his numbers don't look as good as they have in the past. Um, but Mike Trout at minus 125 it just seems way too big a favorite. I do have two long-shot odds I would like. Because then, again, if you're not betting Mike Trout, I wouldn't take the guy at 8-1, to 9-1, to one, the Glaber Torres at 12-1, to one, because if Mike Trout loses, then the, then the whole thing blows wide open. But 12-1 to one is awfully short when... The other guy has a 60% implied percentage to win the American League MVP. I like Yohan Moncada at 50-1. to 1. Uh, He's 25 homers and 79 RBIs last year, which he hit eight more home runs and 18 more RBIs in 17 less games than he did the year before. He struck out 73 less times last year than he did in 2018. His batting average increased by 80 points, and now he's got help in the lineup. Grandal, Eloy Jimenez, Luis Roberts going to be up by mid-April. Uh, Nomar Mazzara, and then Giancarlo Stanton at 60-1. to 1. And this is real simple. Anytime you can get a guy who hit 59 home runs and won an, and won an MVP at 60-1, to 1, you take it. Moving on to the American League Cy Young. What do you see there uh, as, as kind of the, uh, the best odds? Obviously some good options, uh, some big names. Is there anybody we're missing here, or do you think it's going to be a big name? Cy Youngs are typically one outside of like the Corey Kluber, Jake Arrieta, couple of Cy Young Award winners. They're usually won by people who are pretty frontward, uh, right, uh, front and center in the Cy Young look-ahead odds. Um, I like Tyler Glass now at 16 to one. First of all, the Rays are not going to score very many runs. Um, the problem with betting Rays, and yes, Tyler Glass now looks um, looks as talented as any pitcher in Major League Baseball. At 16-1, to 1, they don't score any runs, and Kevin Cash doesn't let his pitchers pitch, so they're not going to have very many wins. So you have to have the voters look past the wins. So all in all, while I do like last now, I would look past the Rays. Um, as far as the best odds, probably Justin Verlander at 12-1. to 1. They have Garrett Cole listed at plus 300 at Bet Online. Chris Sale at 6-1. to 1. Chris Sale can't stay healthy enough to be 6-1. to 1. Uh, Garrett Cole in a new place that doesn't always work out. Verlander 12-1. to 1. Uh, uh, He's always in the running to win the Cy Young. That's where the odds lie for me. National League, so we'll go to MVP there. I I'm, I'm a sucker for Ronald Acuna Jr. and I, I know he's got the he's the odds on favorite at plus four hundred. I know Mookie is now, or actually Mookie Betts is is now the, the odds on favorite, which I find is weird because he's, he's in a new spot. Um, it's hard not to love Ronald Acuna though at plus four hundred. How do you how do you feel about this? The problem with Ronald Acuna, so I was this close to putting Freddie Freeman on my list at 25, 26 to one, whatever he was. But the problem that Acuna had last year, Freddie Freeman is so good. Now, Freddie Freeman will probably never win an MVP, but when the second player on your team is that good and just barely worse than you are, it makes it that much harder on you to win an MVP. All right, what about Juan Soto, the Washington National? He is there at plus 1,000. How do you feel about that value and and the season that Soto is going to have? Yeah, I mean, he has... His uh, Here I Am Universe party last year in the postseason, him and Howie Kendrick really went off. He had the big hit against the Brewers. He had some big hits in the postseason. He's, what, 22 years old now, 21 years old. I think he could just drink alcohol legally He's during the playoffs. He's now 21. He may, he, he may now legally drink. Right? Yes, 21 uh, years old. 
10 to 1. I like it. But you all see so many times with the World Series hangover, uh, players don't come out as sharp, teams don't come out as sharp, a long, a, a really short offseason uh, for World Series champions. Not a huge fan of the Juan Soto odds. I just automatically in my head look six, seven spots down before I ever start thinking about betting on an MVP. Uh, it's just there's so there's a lot of value at the beginning of the list, even because the favorite now at Mookie Betts is plus 550 or 6 to 1, depending on where you're looking. But there's so much value down the list. I, lo- I usually look further down. Uh, let's go to Cy Young. It's interesting here. I, I'm seeing on Bovada, Max Scherzer at plus 400, Steven Strasburg at plus 1,000. Um, it's going to be a nose hangs for me, uh, just especially considering that those guys, uh, th- that they were horses and this is to their credit. They were amazing in the playoffs last year. So to me, I have a really difficult time putting any money on those guys, considering what they were just asked to do, uh, in the previous season. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth as far as the world series hangover and the extended amount of time, um, or the short amount of time between, um, pitching. How do you not bet Jacob deGrom here? Uh, I've seen various. I've seen you from like four to one to plus two fifty. He won it a couple years ago. Uh, he's been like, re- ridiculous the last two years. The Mets, it seems like every season have a have a month stretch where they go nineteen and one and then miss the playoffs. Uh, if they make the playoffs, they're a first place team. Um, Jacob Degrom is the, I mean, the unanimous Cy Young Award winner. He's been absolutely ridiculous now for three or four years. He's the only one of those Mets pitchers that seems to stay healthy on a consistent basis now. I like Jacob DeGrom if you're going to go anywhere. Uh, Jack Flaherty at like 7-1 to one also offers some decent odds, but I would go with Jacob DeGrom. Par, a parlay that we're looking at. If, you, if I told you to put together a three-division winner parlay, I'll let you go across all divisions, what three would you give me? Ooh, catching me off guard here, but I'll, I'll, I'll roll with the punches here. I'm going to go with uh, probably get a lot of value. Uh, the White Sox, to me, is my, my – like, if I'm making one bet to win a division this year, it's the Chicago White Sox uh, at 3-1. to one. Um, So I will go White Sox, Astros, minus 250, add some value uh, to the parlay. Astros, White Sox, and uh, the the New York Mets. Those would be my three. I was going to say the Reds, well, but I can't, I can't do that. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with the uh, Mets. <laughs> All right, and then one more thing. Uh, I'm going to go pull up the – Nationals over under win total. All right, over under for the Nationals, 89 and a half wins. What say you? I say under. Uh, sorry for all the Nationals fans that tune into this podcast. 90 wins at, at the basis of 90 wins because win totals are always kind of closer to the Pocota number, like they're always somewhere in the middle between 70 and 90 wins unless you're the Tigers or the Yankees. Um, I'd go under. They lost at Anthony Rendon. They were 19 and 31 last year. They even win 90 games last year. Um, like they weren't a great regular season team. They they figured the bull the bullpen really figured itself out halfway through last season, and then they cruised to a vict or they cruised to the wild card. But I got to go under, especially with the World Series hangover and the loss of their best player on offense. One more thing, um, back to the uh, before. Before you let me go, NL MVP. If you if you listening think Josh Bell, if the Pirates have any chance of of not finishing in last place, Josh Bell is eighty to one right now, coming off a thirty seven home run season, one hundred and sixteen RBIs. So if you think the Pirates have any chance at not finishing in last place, bet Josh Bell is eighty to one. <laughs> yeah, um, the the Nationals won ninety three games last year, and uh, yeah, I, I mean I agree with you. Look, like all this, like I would like to say the Nationals will go over, but. 
all those signs of, hey, look, man, you just won a World Series, just lost Rendon, there's a bit of a hangover, your division is really good. All the signs kind of point in one direction. And look, it's okay. You don't have to win it. You just want a World Series. Like, yes, we want, you know, the Nationals, we want to win. That, that is what we want to see the Nationals do. But you know what? Sometimes it's okay, and it might not be in the cards, and it might be for the better. As someone who's fan won the World Series a handful of years ago, that's all fine and dandy until March 26th rolls around. Uh, that's yeah, always the day this year. Enough. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's, that's fun in theory. Um, but those Nationals players, just as much as those fans, you, uh, you, that, that, that rearview mirror gets a lot further away come opening day of the next season. All right, Corbett. Uh, where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, it's at Corbett underscore Koslak, K-O-R-B-E-T-T underscore K-O-S-E-L-A-K on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I apologize. My parents couldn't have either name easy to spell. So uh, that's on Twitter for you. And then your show is what time, what day, and how can the people listen? Uh, it's actually 9 to 10 on Saturday mornings. Um, and it's, it's, it's unnamed right now. It's just the Corbett Koslak show on KCOU.FM. Perfect. All right. Uh, nine to ten on the show on name. That's a, that's central time. That's a, that's a central time zone. So that's a ten to eleven Eastern. All right, so ten to eleven Eastern. You can listen to it on KCOU.FM and on the TuneIn app. Corbett, really appreciate your time today here in the Locked On Nationals podcast. Thank you for having me on.